0: One of the reasons I think all three of us are quite successful is we don't have an idea and then push it. We always listen to feedback and then adapt as the feedback comes in, right? Sometimes you have an idea and this is just what you want to do, and but this is my idea. Your ego is so attached to that idea that you stop growing. You're so focused on the thing that you want that you're not listening to the feedback that's there.
1: Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to
0: Big Fat Real Estate Checks, take two. Just said some pretty crazy shit in the first introduction, so I'm going to see if I can say less crazy shit in this one. I'm, of course, Marco Kozlowski, and I'm joined with Frank Galluccio out of Toronto and Gabrielle Areche out of Montreal, and I am out of Orlando today just getting back from Mexico. Amazing trip. And uh, we're going to discuss today something that we actually have been doing for a while and we never really mentioned it, which is start our own private equity fund. And pretty excited about that. It's a $50 million fund divided up into two. We're going to discuss why we've done that in a second. And of course, if you have not yet watched the first 10 episodes, at least please do that. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not listen to the rest of this episode or any of the other episodes. Listen to the first 10 first. It gives you the basics. And then from there, you can listen to as many of These things as you want. And of course, our goal, our mission, our passion is to help you achieve financial independence by developing skills that will allow you to use other people's money, processes that allow you to drive price down on any asset that you would like to buy or a series of assets that you would like to buy that spin off cash flow so you can really have a better quality life and spend it with whom you want to spend it with. If you wake up in the morning and you see someone you don't want to be next to, and you're stuck because of finances, you can actually figure that out by yourself. Doesn't You can actually get out of any situation within a very short period of time and get out of your job if you don't like it or whatever you want to do if you just learn the skill sets and apply those skill sets and basically do what we've been doing for a very, very long time. And today our topic is going to be our own private equity fund. So I don't even know how we got the idea, but it sparked and we said, you know, let's do this. <laughs> and you know, we a speed of implementation is very important. And he says, in the next thirty days, we're going to do it. And a year later, we actually got it done.
2: <laughs> well, it wasn't quite a year, but it's, it's getting there. Be, yeah. Yeah. It was
0: supposed to be done October of last year, I believe.
2: <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Right. It says by
0: Halloween, but uh,
3: yeah, you know what? It is, it is I, what it is. It's I a process. I don't remember. Right? You know,
2: I don't remember the conversation with you we had th- before we got into it. I know we just wanted to fill in a, a void or a gap in the market. And how do we serve and help other people that want to get into real estate? And we're like, shit, you know, can they ride on our coattails? How would they do that? What would that look? And I think one of you Bacalas, thought of, Hey, let's do a private equity fund and I'm like, shit. Okay. <laughs> how do we do that? Obviously we had to get mentored yeah. to do that. Like, you know, we preach in real estate, you know, follow what other people do and people that know what they're doing. That is, I don't know how that conversation for me, it's something different, something a little bit more diversified. It's actually really helping and filling that void in the market that I'm excited about because you know what it could be I'm assuming we're going to be helping other people and changing their lives by offering that opportunity not only from those that are coming into the fund but those that were funding deals for so it's like a win-win for both and, you know, we get to take a little of a backseat where, you know, we still make a little bit of change from it. But I think the reward mostly goes to the investor that have this money just laying there and want to put it or back, put it in something that that's going to make it grow their money capital grow. And at the same time, those that are coming to the fund for the money, they can be lucrative as well with their opportunity.
3: Well, it's a multifaceted, I guess, uh, vehicle for us, right? I mean, obviously, a lot of people want to do real estate, and but a lot of people want to be involved in real estate and either don't have the time or don't want to put in the effort or are just too busy doing something else, but have access to capital and they just want it to grow. So, you know, how many times do people ask us, you know, can I invest in this? Can I invest in that? And the answer is no. Like, we can't really just take your money. There's rules around r- taking money. So, A private equity fund that's going to be under a regulation that's permitted by the Securities and Exchange Commission allows you to do that, where investors can invest in this vehicle, which is going to in turn invest into real estate. So that kind of helps that individual that has access to capital and wants to invest. But it also helps maybe someone who wants to do all the work and find the great deals and maybe has a harder time getting funding or whatnot. And, you know, I'm not saying that we can fund everyone. That's not the case. And in fact, it probably won't be. But each private equity fund, whether it's ours or there's, you know, there's tons of them out there, whether we're real estate or other industries. But what they do is they each have their own set of rules. So, you know, private equity fund A maybe invests only in residential homes. And so if that's your cup of tea, that's what you're raising what that's what you're looking for in terms of an investor, you know, you're marketing for that, then that type of private equity fund might be willing to fund your transaction. Same thing with, you know, multifamily or hotels or any other asset class. So I think that provides this flexibility where it allows us to help different individuals based on what they want out of real estate take two steps back and start with a conversation
0: that we had because I don't actually remember why we decided to do this. I know that we talked about it and then we did it, but I don't feel it was my idea. And Frank doesn't think it's his idea, so it must be Gabe's idea because I don't remember it being mine.
3: <laughs> well, I, I think a private equity fund is something that you may have had in mind where you wanted to create a vehicle to help you know students be able to help them get some yes. funding. Yes. But obviously with my background in you know working with the regulators, this is something that's kind of You know it's always been something that I wanted to do okay and and then I think when we brought it to the table and the timing where you know the real estate now where it's going and the opportunities that are coming along I think just you know all that put together was like you know what this is the right time and also you know the new curriculums were all fixed up it was yeah I think timing was good
0: yeah it was a series of happenstances that made it work and we also went to an event in Denver I think that also helped yes where we all went there and we said I I think we're you know we need to step up our game a little bit and pool people's money because we generally don't. We use private equity funds for our own deals or private partners for gap funding. When we can't get all the money that we need, then we can get a third party to come in and you know give us the cash that we're that we need on a mortgage basis. But yeah, the fund was our first idea was to create this big 50 million dollar fund, and we just started 50 million because we thought it was a good number. It's actually a very small fund as far as funds go. That's like a little pipsqueak, you know, the nipple on a hamster fund. Uh, that's how small it is. Very, very small. I never saw a
2: nipple on a hamster before. Go go you, look you, in you your cages, Frank. I, how you would got you, two of them. No, no. It, well, it's, it's a <laughs> guinea pig, but I'm not looking for no nibble there. But actually, you know what? I did say think, nibble. I didn't nibble. say nibble. Yeah. I said nipple.
0: nipple. If you want to nibble uh, on the nipple, that's between you and me.
2: Yes. No, no, no. Anyway, I like your analogy. Right. That, that, that's fine. Continue. Yes. But actually, you know what? It did start from Colorado. Because when we were flying back, we were mentioning, like, shit. We're like, damn, this is good. You know, we can help the students, right? And then Gabe got all excited just because of his background. So it was used to. So- so we it's because well, of you i so. I'll give all the credit to Gabe no, I'm not, no, I don't I, have to take that
0: hey, no all, I, I'm going really to give it to you because <laughs> look we all have a lot of shit going on right and none of us have to work and you know we take on these projects because we really want to help and serve as many humans as possible like this podcast it's fun to do and it's enjoyable it, you know it does suck up a little bit of time but the reward is ten times more vast or a hundred times more vast than the short amount of time it takes us to do this but we only have a limited time during a day to be able to accomplish things and there's I can't believe weeks and weeks and weeks go by like so fast Oh my God. and you know we're already almost we're in the summer <laughs> I don't know where the time went I feel I still feel like 2020 is about to come and we're almost you know halfway through 2021 already which is crazy so yeah we started this fund and you know we had to go through first finding the best attorneys we had to go through finding because as you're taking other people's money and you're using it to invest. You have a responsibility, a fiduciary responsibility, to make sure you do things correctly. And of course, you have to be registered with the SEC, the Securities Securities Exchange Commission. And if you do anything wrong, you're wearing an orange suit. So you have to be very, very careful when you're collecting these funds and do things in a very specific way. And as you, you you suggested, I've never done a fund, neither of you two, and we need help. And we had to get a mentor, and we did and it was probably the best investment we've made so far and it's been really good so who wants to talk about this splitting up because both of you have been much more involved than i have into this project and i do want to say that i am going to be the village idiot in these conversations which is totally okay with me cuz i always want to associate myself with smarter people than i so i'll let you guys take the lead as far as you know where were those conversations that yeah, gave if you want
2: to listen the splitting up i think was more of a marketing decision more than not Uh, it's
3: twofolded, yeah marketing is one of them yeah uh,
2: so we had the 50 million which was like you said marco that's a very it's a drop in the bucket compared to other funds that are out there but given that we were the first ones uh, this is our first one out of the gate we felt and and even through our mentors that we do have that if we split it into a 2030 i think we decided to do a 2030 so Mm -hmm. 20 million dollar and then a 30 million for the second fund was predominantly to oversubscribe on the first one number one because we wanted a fund we didn't want to launch a fund for 50 million and we didn't reach our goal. Like I said, we're virgins at this. We're, this is our first one coming out of the gate. So we didn't want it to be perceived as a failure if we didn't hit the 50 million within six months or eight months or whatever target we're giving ourselves. So we figured, you know, 20 is a reasonable amount. So we would like to start with the 20, learn from that experience and oversubscribe on that. So once you oversubscribe, then there's that fear of missing out. So hopefully the second
0: one will go a lot more smoother from our lessons. Marco. So when you say there's a, you know, we're failures if we don't do the 50, I want to pretend that someone does, you're a listener, you have no idea what we're talking about. This is fairly more elevated finance than what most people are used to. Yeah. So I want to make sure that the listener is really understanding what we're t- discussing here. So, so, you know, it's not just us talking about it. I really want to make sure there's an understanding well, around
3: that it. Num- number is a goal, right? So if you say, I want to, you know, we want to raise 50 million and then you raise 49 million in theory, you haven't achieved your objective. And that's what's perceived as a failure. Even though, you know, raising 49 million is nothing. A lot of people would, you know, would rave at being able to raise 49 million. But when you're comparing it to 50, then that's where it can be perceived as a failure. That's the only, I think, failure that can be perceived here is whether you, you know, you raise 40, it's still a lot of money. But if your goal, if on your You know private placement memorandum which is a document that you have to have it says you can raise up to 50 million and you can't then the question is how come why haven't you been able to raise that and you know we just don't feel like we need to go down that path it could be that you know we'll oversubscribe at 50 million i think we're very confident in our ability to raise money you know based just on our experience and track records but you know if that's the case then why not you know hit 20 million first and then decide to go to fifty after through a thirty million dollar fund but there 's really there 's another reason to the marketing, and the other reason is you know we 're choosing a business model to go down the private equity fund route, and that business model is, you know, we've tested it in terms of how we do business every day. But in terms of the appetite from an outside investor who's going to be completely passive, will they have the appetite for this type of business model? So if we go down the road, and you know, we're having trouble raising $20 million, then maybe the $30 million fund, we can then, you know, change a few things, or we have the ability to remain flexible that way. Whereas if, you know, we raise 20 million and find a hard time, and we have a $50 million fund, then it's like you're guaranteed perceived failure. Whereas, you know when you have the two funds you can actually turn around and start shifting things to appeal to you know the investor so
0: because once we launch the fund with a specific rules we can't change it at all That's right so as we start going we learn the lessons of the 20 million or the objections that people get or the questions that people have or why are we doing it this way doing it that way well your memorandum says this and again, that's like the Bible, right? It's exactly what it is. It's, it's the word of the gospel. It's the Torah. It's the commandments. Know, it's, yes. It's <laughs> the 10, yes. And you, we cannot change it, period. If we do, it's orange suits. So you can't change anything once it's there. Well, you can, but then you have to send out a whole lot of paperwork, and it costs tens of thousands of dollars, and I do not worth it's not it. Change it. It's not worth it, exactly. It's cheaper to go with <laughs> a different one. Yep. Exactly. So once it's written, and we have all these feedback from different investors that are looking into our model, Of buying assets at significant discounts or lending the money because we do both in different asset classes as we get that feedback and if we don't sell out then we're gonna know exactly what to do on the 30 million dollar one or change the 20 and go into a different direction or just not do something at all and if we sell out quickly and we oversubscribe then we can say we sold out of this fund in 18 minutes we're going to open up the next fund and you better get in quick because the last one sold out in 18 minutes or whatever the number of minutes is that yeah. we're you know that we're going to open it up to. So it's like concert ticket. If, if you know that every as soon as you know the Rolling Stones uh, concert sold the last one in London sold out in 18 minutes, as soon as the tickets are announced, you're going to want to get in quickly or you're going to miss the boat. and that's kind of the market perception that we're looking for and need. It's
2: also because we had the hybrid version of the private equity, obviously, we're testing the waters to see how the market perceives that but also, we're dealing with a lot of third party suppliers like software that we're using behind the scenes and uh, CPAs and accounting systems. So we want to see how those work with the 20 million before we have a larger fund and, and move forward. So it, I think it's almost like a, not an incubator, not a lab test, but we got a good team behind us between our SEC lawyers and, you know, the software that we chose and our, mentors. our mentors. So we spoke to a lot of people. So we're not doing this blindly and, you know, going in there without knowing anything, but we are kind of going in. I think we're just keeping our expectations open to say you know what let's use the first one as a base model and let's see what flies let's see what comments we get back what feedback we get back and then we can even actually improve uh, the second one maybe we're gonna find a, a tighter niche uh, for the second one maybe the hybrid didn't work as good or people were kind of hesitant so that's what we're looking for and i think that was the main reason and part of the perceived failure you know if it takes us eight months to raise 50 million versus 18 minutes to raise 20 people are going to look at that differently. Absolutely.
0: And it's a conversation. And that's very important in life in general. I just got a little aha moment in that one of the reasons I think all three of us are quite successful is we don't have an idea and then push it. We always listen to feedback and then adapt as the feedback comes in, right? Sometimes you have an idea and this is just what you want to do. But this is my idea. Your ego is so attached to that idea. That you stop growing. You're so focused on the thing that you want that you're not listening to the feedback that's there. I want to make this the best buggy whip you've ever seen, but no one does buggy whips anymore. But this is the best one. Or I have an idea that's, you know, this taxi company. Well, Uber exists, but I love taxis. So it's, you know, you're so focused on whatever the idea is that you're not, you're missing the opportunity of really helping and serving other people. So as we get the feedback of the investor who has the money, And we're very generous in how we've we've put this together. The investor that comes with money to the table, they're getting the lion's share of the profit. They're making most of it. So they're piggybacking on the 22 years of experience that we have. So this is kind of cool because if you want to be a student of ours, and you want to learn how to you know, buy assets at significant discounts and use other people's money, that's great. But some people that I bump into have a ton of cash, and they don't want to learn how to do that. They don't want to take the effort it takes to put a deal like that together. They just want to write the check and get a bigger check. And at one point, you have money that you want to have put to work for you, and I don't have that outlet at all. Right we just don't mm-hmm. so if you have I can show you how to buy significant discounted assets that takes it's a process but I have a lot of lazy people that just already have money and they just don't want to go through that process of owning the asset they'd rather own the debt they want to be part of you know the cash flow that comes in and think about it, You know, if we're buying an asset, let's say at a 12% return, and we're buying the asset and we're paying 6% for the money, there's a 6% spread, right? So the person who put the deal together has a 6% spread plus equity plus, plus, plus. But the person that's lending the money may be making an 8% return, for example. On the contrast, because our, I don't know if we can discuss it or not, but you know, we're paying an 8%. I don't know if we're allowed to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'll edit it out if I'm not allowed to say it, but we're paying an 8% PREF, meaning that they get the, the first 8% is goes to the investor. And then there's 80% of the profits after that go to the investor as well. So they're making, you know, 8% plus 80% of whatever the profits are. So it's significantly more actually than if you were a student and learning this. Although you don't have any money involved, if you're a student, you're still making a 6% spread on average per million, which is 60000 per million. You know, If you have $10 million in assets, it's $600,000 a year of passive income, plus equity, plus, plus, plus. But there's work involved to do that. You have to put in skill and sweat equity and do all these things in order to get there. And as you start getting cash, then you're going to say, well, shit, now I need to make do something with my cash. And instil- instead of making a 6% spread plus equity plus 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 and the tax deductions and there's a whole lot of benefits to doing this. So I'm not suggesting that you don't buy assets at all. It's just a different side of the business. We solved it and we basically solved it with this product.
3: And that's the thing is we weren't married to the solution. We were married to the problem. Like we fell in love with the problem where there's a problem and we have to fix it and it's you know whatever solution comes that's the one we're going to use and we weren't just the solution is a private equity fund let's make sure it fits with this problem and and that's a big difference because most people are married to the solution
2: yeah no and i was going to say a a lot of people do have like marco you nailed it a lot of people do have money but they just don't want to go through that learning curve to go find their properties and I know there's a lot of uh, development going on, just for instance, in Toronto, and you don't want to get on a development when they post up a billboard saying, hey, you know, phase one now open. That's too late. You want to be part of the developer and the construction crew. Mm-hmm. You want to be a partner in that, in the development of it. And you let the experts, they're writing on their coattails. They're writing on the engineer, I mean, on the developer and the contractor. Yeah, part of that. Well, the the, they are part of that. it. Yes, they are part of the, the same yeah. thing. You're becoming a, a partner in in that project for that, you know, 20-story or 50-story apartment building, but you don't have to know how to build it, permits. It's like, whatever, man, here's my money. I have faith in you, so they're writing on their coattails. That's well, basically well, what we're
3: doing. That's what we would do too. Like, yeah. you know, outside of real estate, for example, look, we just had, you know, we just discussed crypto on another podcast, for example, and we were very adamant that we're not experts in the field, but let's say you wanted exposure to crypto, for example, and you have money. Then why would you go learn everything from A to Z if you don't have time? Our passion is real estate. This is where we want to spend our time. Then maybe you find a private equity fund that's an expert in cryptocurrency and invest there. And then you can ride their coattails like you said. So they're just different investment strategies for different individuals based on their different needs, right? It's what suits them at the end of the day. Exactly.
2: We're at the home stretch with this. I think every time we think we're at the home stretch, something else comes up. But uh,
0: that's the fun of the business. That's I love it. I love the journey. more than the destination
2: it is but now i'm getting anxious because i know we're at the end towards the the i see the finish line and it's you're running the checkered
0: checkered flag the
2: checkered flag (laughs) i just want to do i'm very anxious and it's always a lot of other people very anxious to uh see this actually you know go live and and we can start doing the marketing which will be another journey in itself uh, at least to get one because we did put a lot of work into it you know like you said marco i think we discussed this last summer we thought we were going to have it done by october which is very ambitious goals but you know other stuff gets involved and then we had to wait for other people as well and we had to
0: learn you know a few things along the way as well so that takes a little bit of time listen uh, you don't you can't rush baking the cake you know we say that to our students and we have to take our own uh, medicine correct to, you know as fast as we want a deal to happen it doesn't mean it's going to our emergency is not the emergency of what's happening so that's the lesson I had to learn multiple times in my life and as, as much as you want something done immediately when it's a project that involves a lot of regulation, a lot of uh, to make sure that other people's money are is done, you know, collected safely, properly, making sure all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed, you know, we're even looking at, you know, insurance and uh, liability, you know, general liability insurance, which is an outrageous expense but necessary. You know, all these necessary things. Well, we feel it necessary. Do we need those things? No. Could we operate, you know, without it? Yes, we had this discussion today so we can rope it into the conversation. But is it the best thing for the investor? And the answer I think would be yes. So anything that is best for the tribe or the investor or who we're doing business with is what we want to do. We, We want to make it so brain dead simple for people to either get involved in buying these assets and the education side and the skill side of doing things or here's the money go have fun with it and so i can make a shit ton of money using your expertise or leveraging because if you think about it imagine you know i have a tribe of people that are scouring the planet looking for great opportunities at 30 percent off and we're using other people's money or different private equity funds to fund these things so would not it be cool if that was i think the big idea is if we had you know if you have money you can still do the business supporting the students that are doing the business because they're doing it right right and i'm not saying that that's what we're going to do i'm just saying that was the outlying original conversation of what we're going to have so as long as all the i's are dotted t's are crossed it is 30 percent off it doesn't need a pile of work it's not a piece of shit. it can be third-party managed and it really checks all the boxes that it is a good buy then we will buy it and it's great it's just a great opportunity overall
3: and I just want to add that the private equity fund also is a vehicle that is synonym with the way we operate generally, where we get paid last. And the way the private equity uh, fund works is that the investors always get paid first and we always mm. get paid last. And yes. that's that was kind of what made this even more cool.
0: Yep. And everybody wins. The investors win. The person that's selling wins, because if you know anything about how I do business, We don't, we're not looking to steal people's property. You know, we're not bottom feeders. Do we buy at the right price? Absolutely. Do we want to buy it at the best possible price? That's the nature of the game, but without hurting our counterpart. We don't ever want to put the other person in a position of pain. You know, they have to sign off on this. It's not, if you really try to hurt your counterpart in, you know, in any way, they're not going to. Come show up to closing. They're not going to want to close this because they they don't really want to sell it. We're not putting a gun to anyone's head. They need to sell. They want to sell. We've come up to a fair price. They agree. We buy it. Everyone wins. Get the tax deductions. You know, everything's great. So it's been a really interesting journey too to learn. We've learned so much in the last year about higher finance that, you know, I didn't go to, I'm a musician, you know gabe is way more educated i think and i don't want to talk about frank but you know he's way more educated than i am he has more degrees he's you know i could never even touch what he's done in his life as far as the jobs that he's had with money and regulation and all that shit i dropped out of you know i did six months of pre-med and that was it dropped out of college cegep you know that was it and it's cool to learn all these things it really is to me anyway I love learning love it it.
3: it. I mean I've learned as much as you have in the process as well Uh, you know notwithstanding what I've known but you know when you know something from a regulatory standpoint where you're you know I guess writing up the rules it's a whole other set of uh, cards when you're the one who has to play by those rules so Mm -hmm. yeah it's been a fun journey and it's gonna continue to be one I expect Frank
2: I just don't wanna wear orange (laughs) you don't look good in orange (laughs) but no, all things aside, well, you know what? No, the journey has been. We were just talking about it today. We got a form. We're looking at it. We're like, we don't know how to fill this out. Sh- form. We don't have to shit on this. Okay, let's vote the Let's phone
0: It's not that we don't know how to fill it out. We don't understand nine pages of the 10. <laughs> yeah, a, it literally, there's, not, there's a yes, 10 page form to get this insurance, and we understand one page, which is your name. <laughs> <laughs> the name of your company and where yes. you're from, yeah. Yes. Everything uh, else is I don't like, understand the rest. Everything else is cool. Inverse, hyperbolic, go square root of pi, what color is the bear? Yeah.
3: So we're, we're going to go get educated. We'll get on a call with, with the insurer and they'll guide us Ooh, and Well, that, and was us. that was a solution. That was a solution. It's like,
2: walk us through this thing, right? <laughs> walk us through because we have no clue. And that's the learning process. And once you do it once, then obviously you're- more educated going forward but yeah it's really funny when we're doing these things we're like i, I don't know what this means gabe because i don't know what this means either it says and there's nothing wrong with that go to your mentor and that's what we did that's how that's, we even that's got the to, beauty yep.
0: folding time that's it and in school it was called cheating and it was pooed on because you're not supposed to cheat in school but actually that's the secret to life is cheat find someone that's better than you pay them whatever they need and then just get it done that's how richard branson built his airline that's how any successful person does anything as they find the person that knows what the hell they're doing pays them whatever they need and you get it done correct here, here. you can accomplish anything doing that and so did we and we're, we're pretty excited about it and you know we'll be in the high finance business without a Harvard degree and you know any of those things we don't need those things um, you just have to pay someone that's been to Harvard to tell you what to do that's it that's all it is And real estate has allowed us to do that. Cash-flowing real estate has allowed us to do that. And the only reason that we're able to do what we want, when we want, in the order we want to do things in is because we've followed processes that work. And we hope you do the same so you can accomplish whatever you want to do in life. And we thank you for listening into today's episode. Hopefully you learned a couple things. And of course, like it, love it, share it. And we look forward to the next episode. And of course, send us an email if you have any questions whatsoever. Marco at marcocoslowski.com is my email. And of course, if you have not attended class yet and would like to learn how to buy assets at steep discounts using none of your own money, please send us an email. And if you have interest in finding out more about our fund, you can send an email to... What's the email, guys, for that? Capracapitalgroup.com. Invest at capracapitalgroup.com. So once again, if you're listening to this and it has not been edited, it's invest at capracapitalgroup.com. There you go. But I don't think I'm allowed to tell you that yeah uh, look forward to you the listener of course giving us feedback of any kind we always love it and uh, again our intention is not to be malicious in any way ever we always want to be compliant we always want to do the right thing we always wanted to uh you know give you the best possible quality information that actually works that is legal moral and ethical at all times and uh, we want to make sure that we're always doing the right thing and of course the right thing is to give you the necessary information for you to really make big huge changes in your life by making just doing small things. Small things make a big difference. Small hinge opens big door. And I look forward to helping you in that journey. This is Marco Kozlowski with Frank Galuccio and Gabriel Reich saying ta-ta for now. We'll see you on the next episode.
1: If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in.